to another episode of Anyone Can Move. Of course, as you know, I am one of three hosts, and I'm Katie Fleming, and we also have James Boyd. Hey, James. Hello, how are hello. You? I'm good. Great. <laughs> and then we also have Katie Breland. Katie, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Yay. <laughs> on this week of Anyone Can Move, we're going to be talking to Desmond Nunn. So get ready and enjoy the music. Welcome back to Anyone Can Move. And again, we're talking to Desmond Nunn today. So Desmond, hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. How is everybody doing out there? <laughs> Good. All right, Desmond. So just to get us started, give us some background on you. Like, how did you get your start in dance? Where are you from? All that jazz. Cool, cool. So I'm originally from Alabama. Um, I kind of got my start in dance fairly late, um, as some would think um i i was i did i wouldn't i didn't grow up in a place that had a lot of dance or arts um we had a choir at school and me and my family sang all the time so that was kind of where the music side of me came from um but i my mom and dad both play sports and so i i was like i if i want to get out of alabama i've got to be able to play sports that mm. that's what my mom always pushed be great at basketball well um college picking starts to come around and I, I wanted to go to Bama but end up going to a community college to be close to my family because I was the oldest of three. Um, and I wanted to stick, stick around and stay close to my mom. Um, and so I, there I had a music education scholarship. Uh, so I was gonna be a singer. I wanted to be an opera singer uh, specifically. Um, I, loved, I loved the classics. I loved classical training. I thought it was, you know, it would get me ready for anything and you know, whatever I would, you know, be put up against later on in life. Well, there was a dance teacher there at that school and she was like, I've heard from some people here that you dance also. And I was like, yes, I do. She's like, well, keep, come to my class. And so I came to one class and before I knew it, one class turned into three classes and then three classes turned into every day outside of music. And so I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I, I really, really, really like this dancing thing a lot. Um, and then I ended up getting a dance scholarship to Alabama, my dream school. <laughs> and so um, I, there I worked with the artist director Cornelius Carter, who, who had his feet in New York City, his feet all over the place. And I was like, wow, I've only ever been to Alabama. I don't know anything outside of this place. And he was like, if you spend another day in Alabama after your graduation, you're going to be wasting your talent. And I was like, well, I don't know how to get to New York. I've never been on a plane. Oh, that part. crazy. Yeah. I've, I, at, that, at this point, I've never even been on a plane. So it's like small, small town, small town, country town. Um, and so he, he flew me to New York City and uh, one, one like summer. And that was the first time I got to go to New York. And, um, and, and there I was, I was introduced to all, all of these people who looked like me and danced like me. And I was like, wow, wow, wow. He was like, you can live here and be here. Well, I graduated from the University of Alabama with, my, uh, with a dance degree and a music degree. I actually didn't do musical theater at the school. I was primarily a dancer and I had music education credits ahead of time. Um, and so after graduation, I found myself in Huntsville, Alabama, working for uh, Huntsville Ballet, which was a place that I mean, that's where I met Katie. Um, and the training, the training at that place was, I mean, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. it, it I, was thrown, <laughs> I was thrown into a room with Amazon people who could do anything and everything. And I was like, well, I'm gonna just learn. <laughs> Instead of coming in thinking I know it all and figuring it out, you know, it's like, I don't know everything. I'm just gonna soak it all in. Well, after three seasons working with Huntsville Ballet, I moved to New York City, um, found myself auditioning um, for Broadway shows because I was, I was like, I can dance, I can sing, I should, I should be able to do this. And then um, I found myself at a Cats audition because I was classical me, loved classical stuff. And I was like, oh, I would be great for this show. I thought I would be great for this show. Um, and the choreographer for Cats is also the choreographer for Hamilton. And he sent my information to Hamilton and Hamilton called me and said, hey, uh, we got your information, blah, 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 blah. Andy sent it to us. Would you come down and sing for us? And I was like, um, sure, when? They were like, uh, in an hour. 
and and so no. I threw on my I threw on my best leather jacket and you know I was like let me get my music together because I know I'm about to go in here and sing the Temptations down and so, <laughs> so I go in I sing I sing my song and the ball just starts to rolling and rolling and rolling and I'm sure there'll be a question of how that all happened and I don't want to give it away too soon but <laughs> I I found myself accidentally in musical theater not I took I took the music in me and the dance that I found myself always surrounded by and said, okay, no, this is my version of musical theater. Though I don't have this like Broadway background of knowing Wicked and knowing who all who has done all the things and all, you know, I didn't know all of that. I just had the willingness to learn. Mm -hmm. And, and hi, I'm Desmond. Well, 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 tell us what, yeah. you know, unpack so, that. What okay, happened? So, let, so let's get to the juice then. Let's get yeah. to the juice. Well, so, so while, while I was in there singing, um, they, they, I, they found, they found me at a, where they were at callbacks at a point. So if, if you don't know how the, that world works, you usually audition. Sometimes there are open calls and sometimes there are appointments. Well, if you have an appointment, you, you don't have to go to the big open call where they see a bunch of people. When they get to the appointment, you go there. And if you make it past that, you get a call back. Mm -hmm. And then from that call back, there's rounds and rounds and rounds and rounds and whatever. Well, they found me, Andy sent my information to them at the point where they were at callback round. And so I walked in and they were like, oh, so what do you have ready for us? And then the casting director goes, oh, we just found him today. And they go, okay, so what are you going to sing? And so I, I sang, I sang, uh, I sang my girl and, and I, halfway through, so there's an A flat in my girl. I've got so much honey, the bees envy me. That part, I, 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 in, in my arrangement of it, I just floated a little bit. And so the, the music director goes, how about you don't float it this time, full voice it so we can hear, so we can hear. And he said, just go ahead and sing the whole song. I said, let's take it from the top. <laughs> So I said, let's take it from the top, and I sing the whole song, and I I, I take in the notes that he that he wanted me wanted me to take, and then he goes, hey, here's a packet, go outside and learn these songs and come back in. There were seven songs in this packet. Oh there was God. it was it was it was a lot of the ensemble um, mm -hmm. stuff, and I I I luckily I'd already seen the show because I I got to see it. And I was on the second row, bawled my eyes out. And I was like, please, Jesus, let me be a part of this show. It's amazing. And I can see, my, I can see myself doing this. Please, please, please. And then I found myself thrown into this audition. And they're like, here's seven songs, learn them. So because I had a music degree, I could read the music. And there's a good old thing called Spotify. And you just plug it into your ears. So I'm like, this is what they want. This is what they need from me. I just need to go in here and just give it to them. And, and so I came back, I went back in and they were like, okay, so you can use the music if you'd like. We, we, we know we just gave this to you. I said, no, I'm fine. I got it. I lay the packet down and I do all the, I do all the things or whatever. And so I leave, I go to a show that night. I get a call from my agent. He goes, Hey, Hamilton wants you to come back and dance real quick. Can you? I said, I'm in a show. I can't. He says, it's fine. You're going to dance tomorrow. So I go the next day and I dance with <laughs> I, the resident choreographer. And we do the stuff, he videos it, he sends it to people. A week later, I go back and I dance with the associate choreographer, where, which her name is Stephanie Clemens. She's the strongest woman in the entire world. You can't get through You can't get to Hamilton unless you get through her. And to get through her, you're gonna need a bulldozer and a bulldog. Okay, you're gonna need a, a good, you're gonna need some, some good elbow grease because she's a tough one. And so I, I go in and I mean, I'm just, I, I always remind myself, I can only offer what I have. So if they, if there's a feeling of like, oh, I don't know if they want me to do, I'm like, no, I'm gonna give you what I can give you. I can't give you anything else. And so I go in, I dance with her. And then like two weeks later, my agent calls me. He, he, uh, the, this is like a, two weeks before Christmas. And I was getting really, really low on cash and the ramen wasn't tasting that great anymore. <laughs> I, called, I called my mom. <laughs> I called my mom. I mean, and this is just real. This is the tea, this is the juice. I called my mom, I said, mom, I, I may have to come home uh, if I, you know, if nothing changes, I have enough money to get through this set of month. I may need to come home, choreograph a couple things, make some money, da da da, and then come back. She was like, you know, you can always come home. Literally the next day, my agent calls me. He goes, hey, I have an early Christmas present for you. And I, in my head, I'm like, I, did I get cats on Broadway? And he goes, no, but you did get Hamilton. 
I screamed. I screamed. I cried. And he and I, I, I called my mom and I just like I was like, Mom, I I said, we don't have to worry about a thing. <laughs> that I, I didn't <laughs> she, she just recently understood what Hamilton is and then what what musical theater is because my mom is still very Alabama small, like small town Alabama. I'm not even gonna make everybody from Alabama sound like they're small town, but my mom is. And she she's just figuring out what Uber Eats is. That's how small town. So <laughs> but it's, she's she's finally hip to the idea of what I'm doing and but it took a minute and and I'm I'm just thank I'm thankful every day that I get to inspire somebody, period. Dang, that's incredible. I love that. <laughs> that is so good. What was it like when you started? Like, what was the jumping into the actual show, rehearsing? What was that like? Um, Hamilton is a lot. It's, it's, it's a lot. If you've, and if you've seen it, which you can see it on Disney+, Plus, that's not a plug. But um, because I'm not I watched not in it last it. night. But, but no, if you, it's, a, it's a lot. And, and, and I, I had to get used to the lingo of, how, th how quickly they wanted people to pick things up. It's like, no, we're handing you 50 songs. All of them are wrapped. All it's like, I, I'm, I'm having to keep up and, and just do. So every, every, every day I would just show up and say, okay, I can only offer what I, what I know. And that's what, that's what kept me grounded. Otherwise, I mean, I watch people spiral out of control. I, so I, most people and some, a lot of people were spiraling out of control and they only covered one track. I cover seven tracks in the show and I'm the dance captain. So I'm responsible for what everyone does on the stage. So I know all 23 people's tracks. It, it, it. <laughs> so, so, so to me, it was like, okay, you are either going to do this job and be stressed out. Or are you going to do this job and not be stressed out? Hmm. File, file cabinet in my head writing things down it's like no I'm going to write down every little thing you're saying and tomorrow when you say it's a different number I'm going to remind you that yesterday you said it was this so which one is it because I need to know and I'm the one that's expected to know so I, I it was it was a lot at first and so funny thing is Hamilton Australia is happening right now and some of the people over there know me and so they texted me and sent me pictures of their their tracking sheet and they're like is this enough information on it and I literally dance captain me just pops out and it's like where are you standing when this word is said where are you standing in the middle of this are your toes to the crack or are you heels to the crack are you okay who do you cross are you downstage or upstage of this person when you make this cross I'm like you're missing some details and this would cause you to fall off the stage <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh. I've been doing it too long <laughs> I love it I love it that's insane though like 23 tracks like oh my gosh it's a lot. It's a lot. When when I I mean at, when I so when I first started, I I wasn't the dance captain. I but I was responsible for six different tracks. And then as as the years rolled around, because I've been doing the show at this point, I think like three and a half years now. Um, mm. And as the years go by, they were people would leave. And then so I became. I think after the first year, I became. Or was it the first like year and a half? I became dance captain. And, and now everybody that is currently in the show, I've I've pretty much taught like boy girl George Washington everybody and then and they added another track to to my responsibility so I covered the six ensemble characters and uh John Lawrence slash Philip so that's fun dang how long yeah. did it take to learn, <laughs> to learn all your tracks how long was the process um typically when you first so they when you first learn the show it typically takes someone seven weeks to learn one track. Um, so with me, it was like, okay, well, you once, once we had left the first set of rehearsals, I already, I should already have known that one track. And then before tech goes, I should be looking at my second track. So I, I think, and I was funny story. I was the first, first swing to learn all of their tracks and do all of them um, in the company. And I, I think it took me, I, I mean, I think like, maybe seven months to know them and perform all of them um so like not even halfway through the contract i had already completed what some what my contract was and most people hadn't even performed i think by christmas i had performed 101 times and 101.5 times because i went in mid-show for someone um 
and I think some of the other swings that aren't had performed like 80 or like 70 and the girls who didn't call out as often they had only done like 40 shows it I was on a lot let's just (laughs) (laughs) wow wow that is insane so like I guess, what was something that you felt like going in? Because like you talked about how you had your music degree and this dance degree and how you weren't like intending to do musical theater. So I guess what is one thing that when you went into this process, you were like, I, it sounds like you were very prepared all the way around, but what is something that you were like, I definitely felt confident doing this. And then what is something else going into that process? You were like, I wasn't just aware that that was going to be a thing and it kind of threw you off. Well, I, I quickly realized that for this show specifically, the staging was was different because there's a turntable in the middle of the show. Mm-hmm. So all of the dance moves are done with your toes either to the heel of the crack or the or toeing the crack. And that took me a minute to understand because it was like, if you're standing in the middle of this crack and this turntable goes, your ankle is gone, your, your meniscus is gone. It's like, you need to be clear on that. But what kind of kept me grounded was that I realized that there might have been people around me who had done seven, eight Broadway shows. They, had, you know, they had auditioned for the show 20, 40 times, like since the beginning of the show, because I'm a part of the First National, which came around after like, I think a year and a half into the Broadway shows open. Um, but it, it just, what, what, what kind of kept me grounded was that beside me, someone might be really, really great at dancing, but they couldn't read music. Or it was like someone beside me could sing every note in the thing, but their dancing wasn't their strongest point. It's like, oh, I quickly realized that everybody has kind of like a weakness. Is Are they covering it? Are they hiding it? And for me, I'm the first person to say, hey, I can't do that. Who in here can? And I'm going to go stand <laughs> next to that person. It's like, I'm if, if I know that's my weakest point, I'm definitely going to, I'm not going to spend most of the time being like, well, I'm just going to stare at the music and sing my face off. no. You, you better be writing it down. You better learn how to track things quicker. You have to be like getting my anxiety under control because funny story. So the swings, when you're putting a show together, the swings are standing on the sides because the creative team is primarily teaching the people who are going to do it every night. So as a swing, I have to watch it and be able to do it, write it down and be able to do it. And when that person has a fitting or a haircut or miss the train or miss the bus or they're sick, I need to be ready to be thrown into it and do anything and everything that they were capable of doing, even if I haven't rehearsed it. So the first time we learned the opening of the show, which is Alexander Hamilton, and if you watch that, it is, a, it is filled with a lot of things. Andy Blankenbuehler, the choreographer, the very first time he saw our company do it, the guy I cover, his train got stuck. So I, the stage manager was like, hey, so-and-so's not going to be here. We need you to do the opening right now. So the very first time my company even ran it from top to finish, I was a swing who was thrown in. And that, and that was like the kind of setup for the rest of my journey with Hamilton. It was like, no, somebody, somebody's throwing up. Desmond, we need you to go save it. Go, go. Okay, Desmond, someone just called out me show. You're on. Hey, you're just getting to the theater. So-and-so can't make it. You're on. It, mm-hmm. it, you just had to be ready. It, you're not gonna, you, you can't control everything. Yeah. Too many variables. Oof. Right. Too many variables, yeah. <laughs> and it seems like you have a little Desmond structure. So no matter what, would you say that you always bounce back to the absolute fact, hey, I'm about to show you exactly what I know and I hope that's good enough. I can't, and in that moment, I can't be anybody else. <laughs> right. So, I love that. I so love that. it's like, I'm not going to magically be as tall as the person that was just doing it. It's going to feel a little different, but different doesn't necessarily make it bad. It's like, it's going to look, it's going to look a little different, but Hey, am I on the right number? Am I, how are my crossings? Did I do every, Did I hit everything? And then it was after that. I think Andy goes, he's like, wow, great job, Desmond. He's like, I didn't even notice the swing was in. I was like, <laughs> Now that, I don't need to know nothing else because I'm going to tell you what, thank you, Jesus, because I, I, it's not, not by my doing. And I will remind people, I am nothing. I am nobody. I'm, I'm not doing nothing different from anybody else. Mm. Mm -hmm. How do you like, this sounds like just a super stressful job. So how do you personally like de-stress and how are you able to like just 
um, separate like the work from being like, this isn't personal or like, like, I just don't need to be stressed out about this. Like, how do you personally like make that work? It, the same, I mean, the same, I, I like to think that I can only control what I can control. So in every situation, if some, like if a friend is like, hey, I, I, I went out to the bar last night and I just can't do the two show day to day. Do you feel like doing the show? But like texting me, I'm like, one, I'm not the stage manager. Two, this is not that friend moment. Three, are you coming to work or not? Mm. It's like, I, and, and so for me, it's like, if I'm on, I'm on. And if I'm not on, I'm in rehearsal. Or it's like th there are other things that 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 I can't that again I can't control. So I just remind myself in every situation, in for musical theater, dance, breathing, driving, car note, light bill, AT and T calling you. I can only control what I can control. I can't make magical things happen. Um, and and I mean and it took, and I, I will say that I, I slowly mastered that because every day is a practice, but now that I've, you know, musical theater isn't going on and I, that we're in the middle of a pandemic and COVID was a thing and I've been out of work for 10 months, I've really had to dive inward and my mental and med using meditation, yoga, breathing, that type of stuff is like, I have a, I have, I just have a really strong anchor. I may not be great at everything, but I'm gonna tell you what, my mental strength is what I, I prize most because I, I can't let things shake me like that because then it's like that i'm either i'm still i still have to do what i have to do i'm either going to do it strong or or not <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> sounds like over the years you've had some awesome mentors like a, just mm -hmm. fly you to new york and be like experience this who have been some of those people who have just really shaped who you are today oh my goodness i will say they say behind every strong man, there's a strong woman. And I will say in front of me has always been strong women. In front of me has always been, always been strong women. My grandmother was one of the strongest women I've ever known. Um, my mom is one of the strongest women I've ever known, though she didn't always understand what I was going through, what I was trying to do or where I was flying to or what I'm auditioning for. She never really understood all that stuff, but she understood how to support me and how to impart wisdom just to, to remind me to stay centered. Um, and I mean, my, my first dance teacher was a, was a woman who, who saw further than I saw. And I, I will say that women, though I, my, my artist, artistic director Cornelius Carter had a big play in my dance career, it's mainly been the women in my life that really have shaped me because women see way further than men do. And, and I, and I, I like to, I like to take things a day at a time because that's just kind of ingrained in me. But I've got women around me who are always like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, the places you will go. Oh, the places. <laughs> and I, that, that to me, keep pu it pushes me. So that mm. women, women, women. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, when you talked about your mental health and like you felt like you were really strong just mentally was that something that you feel like since you were young has just always been in place for you or was that something that you had to cultivate and grow in to get to the place you are now where you're like i can't control it so like why stress about it i mean everything is a muscle everything is a daily practice i i, I would i i i i just i i woke up one day and just chose to be stronger <laughs> I, I woke up one day and said, okay, if this is a choice, I can choose. And, 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 and I grew up in a household, I, the eldest of three, of three, two younger sisters, my mom and my grandmother. I didn't get to say a lot of things. I got to sit and listen a lot. And that really trained me to just kind of, it's like when, when it seems chaotic, just kind of sit and listen, you know? Mm -hmm. And when, as I would sit and listen, I would hear what was in me creatively. So I like, I love writing poetry. I love writing songs, but it wasn't until I could sit in the silence and actually hear the songs inside of me or, or hear the dances that could accompany these songs. It's like, I, it wasn't until I was in the quiet that I could find that. And so I, I started really trying to always find the quiet, <laughs> um, which is where, where I feel like my mental strength came from. It, it's like, okay, if things feel chaotic, slow down. 
And I think that we all, you know, we have had to slow down. It's been kind of a forced slowdown recently. What was that like for you transitioning from like this lifestyle of performing every night and then being like, nada, nothing? It was, it was crazy, girl. I'm not gonna lie. It was crazy. I was looking like boo-boo to fool. Like, what do we do? I can't, like, I, I, I'm gonna tell you this. I used to, my day off was Monday. On Monday, I was on an airplane at 5 a.m. with a toboggan over my head asleep, flying to New York or flying to LA or flying to an audition or flying to somewhere. And when they said, hey, we're not doing any more shows. All of you can go home for a little bit and we'll let you know from there. I got her, I rented a car and I went to see my mama because I hadn't seen her in so long. And so I was like, I'm gonna go spend some time with my mom. And then that, I'm like, okay, I just need to take this a day at a time. Well, day at a time turned into months and months and months. And so I, again, philosophy, what can I control? <laughs> and it's like, I can't make my job come back. I can't control how often unemployment answers the phone. I can't, con I can't control so many things. So it's like, I have to find solace in, in this nothing, which I don't, I don't hate. So I learned how to play the guitar. So I would just spend, spend time teaching myself something new every day or, you know, it, and teaching dance classes on Zoom was a thing. And, and so a bunch of my friends and I got together and we're like, hey, we'll do like a bar class every Wednesday so that we all can just get together and just kind of talk and, you know, do it like a quick little bar and just hang out. So we, we would do that. And that that's kind of kept me going up until this past week. Now that I'm at working with Huntsville Ballet, it has been really, 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 really busy. Like ballet from 930 <laughs> in the morning till three in the afternoon, but because of COVID and we're safely doing it, it's like the, the schedule isn't as bad as it used to be. But I mean, it, to go from nothing to doing ballet all day is is a feat, Oof. literally. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, and I remember they don't mess around at Huntsville Ballet. Like, oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Ain't no games. Ain't no games. Relevate isn't optional. It just <laughs> isn't. No. <laughs> My favorite when they'd be like, let's do this fondue combination. And then they'd be like, okay, actually, let's do the whole thing on Releve twice. And you're twice. Like, yeah. And you're just like, okay. I, and, and again, can't, am I going to do this stressed out? <laughs> or yep. am I just, it's like, I got to do it. So there's yep. that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Man. Um, what has been something that you feel like? um you said like you learned to play the guitar and everything but like what are other things that help you cultivate um creativity and like staying grounded during this time um i i i kind of i i don't want to say I've, i'm forcing myself to to write a song a day but i pretty much write a song a day just because i do have a lot of quiet time and i can hear a lot of things and it's like okay how am i feeling every every day is 24 hours to kind of assess how i feel so i'm doing a lot of songwriting i'm i'm doing a lot of recording so i'm i watch i've taken these like logic pro classes and i'm like editing music and like producing music and producing an ep and an album might be coming out this july that's a plug cuz i'm in it um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but no, so I've just, I, I mean, before I knew it, it's like, instead of being like, I'm going to force creativity daily because I'm an, I'm an artist and I should be acting, I should be dancing, I should be singing and squeezing and squeezing and, and being like, uh, it's like, no, I just kind of, today's the 24 hour I'm given today. So let me do what I can. And usually it's just like, I sit in here and I'm humming a tune and I'm like, get on my, get out my voice memo. And I'm like, Ooh, that's cute. And then I write it down. And then when other words come out, I write something else down or I grab the guitar. I always have my, I have, I always have a guitar in my trunk and some drums and a little piano and my microphone in case I want to record a song. You never know. <laughs> oh man, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I want to hear some music. How do we do oh, that? Well. <laughs> It'll, she'll be out on all platforms, hopefully uh, in July, the album version of her. But um, I think an EP is going to come first. It was supposed to come out uh, February 13th. But I also, and I want to share this, it was supposed to come out February 13th. But because I'm here doing this contract and this contract isn't over till February 14th, I am not going to be that artist that stretches myself thin for deadlines. It's my art and I'm gonna feel like Rihanna and I'm gonna play it over here in my house and I'm gonna do my little two-step. And when y'all gonna hear it, y'all gonna hear it, okay? 
I love it. I love it. I got the info. Yes. But it'll, you know, a link will be in a bio somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good, good. Yeah. Well, well, we will wait. You go ahead and just publish when you when when you feel like you need to. I love that. Um, You're fun. So (laughs) we're having fun here. Okay. A question I've been thinking, I mean, watching Hamilton on Disney plus, I have not seen it live, but watched it on Disney plus and it's just, it's phenomenal. It's beautiful. There are so many like little just nuggets and lessons in it. Mm. What was some things that you took away from the show itself um, that have changed you as a human? I'll say, I mean, it's really, I mean, representation matters. And I think, I think that this is the platform to talk about it because it does matter. Um, I think for a long time, I didn't, I didn't know about things and I didn't see myself in things. So I didn't see myself doing those things. Well, when I got to see a show like Hamilton or when I would see some like shows like Lion King or see the color purple and I'd be like, oh, wow. Like there, there are places for me to do all the things that you know I I can creatively do, um, but Hamilton was it, it hit different. It really did. The the first time I saw it, I I I was crying before before the the first the opening number was even over because of how many forms of representation I saw, and I, I it was crazy. And so for that for me, I was like, wow, if I ever book this, I'm going to be that representation for somebody. Mm. everything that I'm capable of doing is not for me or even this generation It's for the generations to come. It's like, Hey, at some point we saw some dreadheaded light skinned boy from Alabama doing a big musical, somebody a hundred years from now, whatever may appreciate that and, and dare to dream. And that is enough for me. So every night I got to do that show, I, I said, it, my body may be aching. My back is hurting. I'm tired. I have real life problems. Bills are due. Things are due. But somebody tonight is going to see me and say, I can do that. I can do that. And on somebody else's dime, they flew me from, from state to state to do a show I already knew as often as I needed to do, and they would pay me weekly. That's a setup and a half. I would not, comp- I can't complain. I can't complain. It's like, it is it is work, but is it really work at that point? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, you know, and, and that that to me was like, oh, don't you dare get, get so full of yourself that you would complain about this. That That's what I took away every night because the show is so brilliant and lives, hearing people at the stage door, oh my gosh, my child knows every word. I guess he, they, they just, they, they love it. I love it. I'm crying. I was dead when the da-da-da-da, I'm like, give me your playbill woman. Yes. It means that much to me too, but it, it's like, there's more, there is more than just, than just the show. It's like, did, what else did you get? What else did you get? Ask your child, what else did they get? You know, instead of just like, wow, the songs were beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm not going to lie. Talking to you has been, it feels so inspiring just to hear how you like look at your art and how you're just like, it's okay. We can't control it. Like, oh my gosh, it's just. Well, we can't. Happen. And, and it's self it's selfish to think that it's for us. It's like mm-hmm. these songs, these songs that are coming out of me, the dances that come out of us, the art that flows out of us, the way that we can all individually move and and not really care about it. You know, it's like that is that that's meant to be shared. Those are outward expressions of what is going on on the inside of you. It's like those things are meant to be shared. And I, 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 greedy artists are a plenty, but it's like, I won't be one of them. I want to share what, as much as I can, because I know it's not for, not just for me. So. Right. You know, and, um, I mean, the Katie's are saying it, you, like, you're just fun. This is fun. <laughs> We're smiling. I haven't I'm stopped smiling since. Um, and, and it's just, um, I mean, we would love to have you back on <laughs> um, because, because you're, you're, you're leading with a, um, a message. You're leading with your 
charisma. I mean, I I could be to be honest. I am not. I am not doubting. I am not underselling what you've accomplished. But literally, just your atmosphere that you're creating in this two dimensional world, your energy. It's just, I feel like you're reliable. I feel like you'll lead. I feel like you'll inspire. I have that feeling. So when you say share, I have this feeling of like, okay, how do we get you back on so you can speak? Okay, when does the album come out so we can share it? Okay, when are you teaching and dancing so we can have that link up? So I wanna thank you because I think, I, I think moving forward, people will catch on to what you're doing and how you live about per minute. Um, so that, I just want to share that. Like, thank you, first impression. <laughs> um, I, 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 I really, I, I am, I, I'm, I'm blown away by you even saying that. I mean, in, in this moment, this 24 hours, that really means the world to me. It really does. Because I mean, I've, I mean, I've spent, a, I've spent a week back at a job I once had seven years ago. I'm seven years older. I've been out of work for 10 months. I, there were so many things that I could have rested on and excused myself for, and I'm out of shape, and I'm this, and I'm that. But instead, I just had the, I, I, I have to approach things with the willingness to learn. Mm. Th that's it. I mean, I, Again, and, and, and even in this interview, I, when I was approached with it, I was like, of course, I would love to. Like, I, I mean, I, I don't mind at all. Like, again, it, it, this is not just for me. And, I'm, and I, don't, I, don't, I, I hope no fame or anything comes out of what I do. I don't, I don't, I don't, need, I don't need for that. Because it, even if you have that and you're not fulfilled, it's like that's an empty cup with, you know, there's nothing in it. Um, but I, 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 can, I only can offer myself anytime you see me. So that... If that's enough for you, then great. Sure, I'll come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a very big package that you're offering. It's a it's a blessing. It it's it's complex, but you simplify it, so it it it's easy to listen to. You're, I mean, basically, you're like, hey, I'm going to share me. I'm going to be truthful, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the outcome or result is because my mom was happy. <laughs> The way, I mean, that is Desmond Nunn in a nutshell with a bow on it. Because I'm telling you, the way that I said, if no one downloads a single song, if no one follows me on Instagram, if no one comes to see me perform or dance, if no one cares about me even breathing, my mama does. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all that matters to me. <laughs> oh. What do you What do you think your mom is doing right now? Oh, I know what my mom is doing right now. She's wondering why I didn't answer her call a while ago, and she's gonna be ready to fight me when I call her back. But it's okay. Um, but no, she she she's also kind of giving me some space because last week was really busy for me. But before I was calling, blowing her phone up because I was bored. I was like, you know, I'm like, mom, let's talk. What's going on? You know, let me give you a little logic and some. You know, let me help you through some of your struggles at work. You know, give me something to do. But now I've been busy and she's just like, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she, does, she, she doesn't care where I am as long as I'm not in New York City. My mom thinks New York City is the devil. Oh, no. <laughs> it's so funny. She's like, as long as I'm not in New York City, she's happy. But I don't That's know, so there's funny. that. <laughs> um, I'm great. <laughs> I'm curious because you had talked uh, just a second ago about how you just wanted to share. And so I would love to know something maybe in 2020 that was shared with you that really helped you get through 2020 and starting into 2021. And then like, what is also something that you learned in 2020 that you want to share with others moving forward? Well, I spent a lot of, I spent a lot of time in 2020 you know, trying not to, I was careful of what was shared to me mm. because I was, I, I was in a very vulnerable place and I was in a place where my cup could, anything could have been poured into it. So I, I had to be careful of what I allowed to, you know, what I was taking in, especially with all, all the things that were going on in the media, all, you know, the, all, all the stuff. So I had to be careful with what was poured into me. Um, I spent a lot of time watching documentaries that, that, that questioned 
beliefs that I had and questioned things and kept asking myself questions and, you know, trying to figure those things out. Um, I'm trying to think of like a moment of where, where something was shared with me, but I, nothing really comes to mind because I, I, I spent a lot of time diving inward. So like not a lot, trying, trying to kind of block out a lot of the distractions and the outward sources who were like, because people wanted to blow my phone up and be like, I'm, I'm, I'm stressed. I miss my job. I need this and I need that. And I'm like, if I'd have sat and listened to that every day, I would have been just as stressed, depressed and a mess as they were. So mm -hmm. I, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't deal with that. So what I learned is that in 20, what 2020 taught me was that I needed to continue to dive inward and find, I would find myself in, in as much silence as I could create. I, I could see and create and do what, make the room whatever I wanted the room to be. And so I spent a lot of time doing that. So then my question then, what was something you shared with yourself? Well, I, I shared, I, 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 shared, I, I would spend a lot of time in the mirror being like, what are you, what's the worst that could happen? Mm. what what are you really afraid of because I, I i was getting so mentally strong that i was like okay well then why don't you just do anything then and i was like whoa, whoa, whoa i can't just do anything and and so that's when i was like okay well what would really scare me what what and so i started thinking of nonprofits i could create for for you know kids giving giving kids more opportunities and things like that like passion projects that i like kind of snuffed out and things like that and it's like no i should remember the dreams that that was that was a big thing for me in 2020 it's like what what are my dreams i need to write those things down and remember those and now was when i cultivate those things because before i was working at eight times a week i had no time for for dreaming i was living a dream i was living the dream and i, I didn't have time to actually dream outside of that and it, it was it was a lot and when that wasn't a factor anymore, I was like, wow, I am, I'm capable of so much more than just doing musical theater and letting that define my life and jumping from job to job for people to be like, you're successful because you're doing a big show. No, that wasn't, am I fulfilled realistically? And, and that's, that was what mm -hmm. I wanted to do in 2020. So for some people, it was a terrible time for me. I, I was, I was thankful, grateful every 24 hours that I was blessed with. I didn't die. I didn't get shot. I, I, I lived. I didn't just kind of roll over and, you know, shrivel up. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, go ahead. Oh, well, no, I was just saying, or I, I was just about to say, it, it's just a really good way to look at um, the pandemic and see the silver lining, you know, it, the, it, it put us, it, it put the artist in a position to reflect, to expand, to amplify, to sharpen. Um, it's just nice to hear you say that um, because, right? it's so easy to listen with another ear and become a mess and say, oh my gosh, look at all these things out of our control. And like a broken record, Desmond, I mean, I think keep saying it, work with what you can handle and work with what you can, what, what, with what you know. I love that. Yeah, yeah it's like, it's like in, in every situation you're gonna face for the rest of your life, no matter what it is. It's like, if you think about where you are today right now, all of the, the four of us here now, what is the absolute worst thing that could happen to you? And you can't let that define today. You can't because tomorrow isn't promised. So to think that I should stress about what could happen tomorrow, that ruins the time I've been given today. Mm -hmm. So instead of, it's like every day you should, you, you just have to start with like, okay, wow, the, the worst thing isn't going to happen to me today. Like, so what do I have to lose? I should, I should do something that makes me better today. Mm. Ooh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> so good. So I love the smiles. It's the smiles on the face for me. <laughs> I feel like once you're done talking, it's just like I don't even know what to say after that. Like you just said so much that it's like I need to be a sponge and I need to absorb what you said. And so like right. you be like, ah, oh, what else do I want to know from him? No. <laughs> I got one. Oh. Sorry. What? <laughs> I, was, 
I was just gonna ask, I love hearing this from different artists, but what's a moment um, in a rehearsal or performance or on stage that you just have never forgotten? <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's, the only reason I'm giggling is because I literally told this story yesterday because act, I mean, it's live theater. You never know what could happen. And I like, I, when most people are like, oh, I just, I, I left that mistake out of my head. I can't think about that. It just drives me. And I'm like, no, the mistakes make me so much stronger. And it just keeps me giggling because I can't take myself too serious. Like, I can't. So one time, and there's a part in the show where the guys grab the girl, they spin around, they dip, the girls dip their head, they spin around, and then we freeze at the drop of a dime and the floor keeps moving. Spoiler alert. The floor keeps moving. Well, me and my partner, who I would, I, the guy had called out and she and I didn't, didn't really get time to really get together and like do stuff, but I'd been working there for forever and she had to, so it was like, we didn't think about it. Well, this day her hair wasn't pinned in the tightest it could have been pinned. And she had curly hair. And so her wig matched her curly texture. One of the curls, the boys have, well, not the boys, everyone has uh, these buttons that go up on their vest. Well, her curls got wrapped in the vest as she was doing the dip under. And as we went to stop, Sis's head was stuck to my stomach, but the floor is still moving. <laughs> so, okay. So she is either, she's like, oh my gosh, I can't move, I can't move, I can't move. So I literally, I go, let's go off stage. We're gonna go off stage. I pick her up and carry her off stage with her head attached to my chest pick her up, carry her off stage. The floor is still moving. Everybody's frozen except for us wobbling off stage like SpongeBob and Mr. Crab. And so we, <laughs> we go off the stage and the, the people are trying to help unclip us and blah, 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 blah. Dance Captain Me kicks in. I said, hey, we got this. Once we get you undone, you're going to enter from the other side in this wing. You're going to come in on this part. I'm going to come in from this side on the other part and we'll, we'll meet back up in the middle. And she goes, I got it. We literally get undone. We run all the way around. Some of the cast didn't even notice because, but the people downstairs obviously noticed that we weren't there. But like, no one really knew kind of what happened, and the audience didn't even think anything of it. And she and I laughed so hard about it later because she was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like she could have been really upset, but instead, I was laughing and I took control of the situation and said, "Hey, this is where we are. This is what we're gonna do. You're gonna do this. I'm gonna do that, and no one's gonna care. It's gonna be great." This is like for a matinee too, and you're like, oh my goodness, I have to do two of these today. So it's like, just, I, it was so funny. It was so funny. Oh my goodness. And it hap it's happened like two or three times. That's not the first, that, that wasn't the first, it wasn't the last. Like, you know, it, but those, it's moments like that that I was like, wow, that's really crazy. And I can't control somebody's curl pattern. <laughs> I love that. Whenever we ask that question, everyone always goes like the sentimental route and they're like crying on the podcast. But I, I mean, oh, no. that's good. I loved that. <laughs> no, I, don't, I, I, I will never take myself too seriously. And I, no, no, it was, it was, it was very hilarious. And oh my gosh, now that I think about that, that, and like, I think it happened again later that the second show too. Oh my gosh. It was, it was just going to happen. <laughs> you know it probably looked good <laughs> and i'm gonna tell you what you have to think fast and if the floor is moving i'm just gonna pick you up and we're gonna go off stage your neck is okay your head's gonna be okay i got you we're fine <laughs> it sounds impressive <laughs> floor moving you're picking someone up and walking like, that, i mean i would pay to see that <laughs> and like, that's great you just have you, you just have to be ready and, and we have a saying it's like anything can happen in hamilton and i'm gonna tell you anything you think of like heels have gotten stuck in the crack of the things and People are just like stuck dancing and they look crazy whopping around. It's so funny. But it's a hip hop right. show, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. If it can happen, it will happen. That's perfect. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like oh, we're out good. of time, but I do have one more question for you. Kind of like a little fun question, but what is the last book, movie, song um, that you listened to or read that just really inspired you? Um. Oh, I, I'm, right now, I, I watched a movie called Life in a Year is featuring Jaden Smith and uh, I can't remember the, the female actress's name, but she, she, was, she was wonderful. It's called Life in a Year. And I'm going to tell you, 
if you want a lesson on perspective, that is, that's the movie to watch it. And it's, it's on Amazon Prime. That's not a plug because I'm not in it. Um, but, um, but you should, I, I definitely say check it out. It is, it, I mean, it is very special. It is, is, is deep and dramatic, but it's also funny. And, you know, it, it's, it's really, really, it's really, really, really great, great movie. I don't read a lot of books. I'm going to start. I'm going to change that. I'm going to change that. Because I don't, I, I just, I don't have time to read books, which is why I don't read books. I do love audiobooks. Um, I drive a lot. And so audiobooks have been a thing. And uh, uh, Obama's uh, Becoming, no, was it Becoming? Is it Becoming? It's one. I believe it is his, Becoming, yeah. His, his book I got on audio. And I, I listened to that on the drive down from New York City to here to Huntsville. And that, that was really great. Um, and music-wise, um, my music, of course, has been inspiring me. It's really great. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. That's a plug because I'm in it. Ow. I, I am it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. No shame here. Um, all right, Desmond. So where are places that we can find you? Do you have Instagram, a website? Like, where can we find you? I, I, you can find me on Instagram at desdance Twenty. Uh, that's D-E-Z, Dance 20. Um, I'm on Twitter. Uh, sometimes I, I say really funny things during reality TV show, if you want to get into that. Um, and I have Facebook at Desmond Nunn, but I, have no, I, don't, I can't remember the last time I told somebody to add me on Facebook. Um, but yeah, Instagram is really where I'm at. I'm very funny in the stories and they change all the time. But sometimes I know when to take my break. So if you don't see me on there, then I'm mentally keeping myself strong. Yes, love it, love it. <laughs> All right, well, we also have a little thing we like to do here when we're signing out, but um, we're going to let you go last, and by the time we get to you, like, you're just going to catch on, and it'll be great. But, <clears throat> all right, everybody, thank you all so much again for coming and listening to this episode of Anyone Can Move with Desmond Nunn. And as always, I am one of three hosts, and I believe that anyone can move. James, do you believe that anyone can move? Yes, you guessed it. I believe anyone can move. Perfect. And KDB, what about you? Do you think anyone can move? Totally. Anyone can move. All right. Last up, Desmond, do you believe anyone can move? Absolutely. I know anyone can move. Yes. I love it. Thanks, guys, for listening. And we can't wait to see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.